Welcome to your Lot and Parcel podcast. Our mission is to emphasize the importance of preserving historic landmarks for future generations, mental health, physical well-being, and a safe family home environment. We value your monetary support. Here's your host, Benjamin F. Diaz. Thank you for joining me today. We're visiting the lovely community of Solvang in Santa Barbara County, California. Solvang is known for its Danish architecture, iconic windmills, is known as the Danish capital of America. This picturesque community, Little Denmark, is also recognized in Denmark, Northern Europe. So much so, it has been visited by Denmark's royalty. My guest is the executive director and curator of the Elvaroy Museum of History and Arts and is here to tell us more about this Little Denmark. Here she is. Esther Jacobson. We are talking about Solvang, California, and this is definitely a taste of Little Denmark, or I should say Denmark in Northern Europe, and I'm glad to have Esther on the show to help us uh, to learn more about this lovely community in Santa Barbara County. But before yeah, we, we do that, please tell us about yourself, Esther, and the organization, the location, and museum history from where you're located there, if you would. Hello, Ben. Thanks for having me on the podcast today. My pleasure. I'm coming to you from Solvang, California at the Elfer Hoy Museum of History and Art. My name is Esther Jacobson Bates. I'm the executive director and have the pleasure of spending many hours immersed in the history and culture of this little community um, that pops up out of the central coast area of California. So um, the museum is a beautiful structure. It's a historic building. It's very much built in the Danish style, and it is the cultural hub of Solvang. We have a sort of a triple focus, mm-hmm. documenting the history of Solvang, celebrating Danish culture and the Danish-American immigrant experience, and we also promote fine art and artists primarily through our beautiful museum gallery. Mm-hmm. Exhibits in the museum highlight these three elements, and they're, as I said, really part of the building itself. It's the architectural and ornamentation of this uh, original structure, which was built by the artist couple who made it their home decades earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. I, I know it sits on a very nice piece of property, the museum does. Uh, in fact, it's about a half acre from what I was able to find out, on four, uh, about 4,400 square feet approximately. And it's, uh, well, that's interesting. And uh, incidentally, uh, Esther, what, what does Solvang mean? Solvang, perfect name for where we're located. Sunny mm-hmm. field. Okay. And to yeah. the early settlers, it was a beautiful little spot with glorious weather. They came from Denmark, and originally many of them had settled in the Midwest part of the United States before making their way here to the West Coast and purchasing the plot of land that eventually became Solvang. Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting. It's about, what, 9,000 acres, I believe, they acquired. They did. It was um, a dream that these immigrants had. It was three Mm -hmm. of them that met in the Midwest at a college where they were working together. 
And mm-hmm. to realize their dream, they formed a corporation in 1910 and began searching for a plot of land on the West Coast. They had a very specific plan for their new town. It would be a place where they could really celebrate their cultural roots while mm-hmm. really also of realizing the American dream. Mm. Uh, they envisioned this colony as a place to uh, have homes and a community, and it would include a Danish-style folk school for young adults as well. Gotcha. Interesting. Well, that's, um, I know it's in a, a very beautiful area. Um, one of my questions that come to mind here that I'm thinking about uh, Solvang, there seems to be a Spanish-style old mission right smack in the middle of Danish culture. Now, how did that come to be? Well, it's that is always an interesting juxtaposition. So, yes, it is. Of course, the original people here were the Chumash, and the first inhabitants that came from Europe were the Spanish missionaries, and Solvang was the location of Mission San Inez, part mm. of that chain of California missions, When the Danes came, the the purchase of land included 9,000 acres that came right up to the old mission that was somewhat in disarray at that time from um, damage from earthquakes in previous years. Mm -hmm. So in the early years of the town, as it grew, it was very much a visual component of the town and the early settlers worked with the the few people that were at the mission at that time, and and they worked together in restoring the mission at the same time that they were building a community and learning how to live in an environment that was so radically different from the Midwest where many of them came Mm -hmm. from. Well, that explains it. Uh, My understanding, it's one of 21 missions along the coast there. That's correct. And a lot of people visit Solvang and may even miss that little gem mm. because the way the town is now situated, the mission has its own beautiful and large area, but visually the it's kind of disconnected because of the Danish style buildings that block the view shed from the downtown to the mission that is just several hundred feet further mm. away. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. What is the website, by the way, too, uh, where um, my audience can see pictures and get into what we're talking about? What is the well, website? Well, the museum website is elferhoy.org, yes. and mm-hmm. Elferhoy has a unique spelling. It's a Danish word. It comes from the Danish folk play that was very is very well known in Denmark. It's mm. spelled E-L-V-E-R-H-O-J, a mm-hmm. word we don't have here in California, which makes us easy to find on the web. Hmm. But it's pronounced, I guess, for the sake of pronunciation, is Elmeroy, correct? That's correct. Pretend like the last letter, the J, is pronounced like a Y. And in fact, the street in front of the museum is Elmeroy Way, but that's the Americanized pronunciation. There you go. Very good. I know the the community is is recognized, uh, in fact, by royalty, and you have been visited by royalty uh, from Denmark. Can can you speak to that, if you would? Um, yes, I can. In fact, Solving has had royalty, Danish royalty, visit three separate times over the decades. Most recently, in 1911, when the community celebrated its hundredth anniversary, uh, the Queen 
came Princess Magreta. She was at that time in the 1960s. Her parents, the Crown Prince, uh, excuse me, the the king and his wife mm-hmm. visited in the 30s. The princess returned in 1976, now oh. as the queen. Okay. And then in 2011 at the centennial, her husband was here, um, the prince consort, as she was unable to attend, but royalty came to celebrate with the community at the milestone of 100 years. Mm. And I think it's very interesting how that uh, link between Solvang and Denmark remains all these years later. It's very, um, very much of a liaison between the two countries. Mm-hmm. The Danes know about Solvang, all mm. ages. If you say, and of course it's not quite pronounced the same, it's called Solvang. If you say no. Solvang, oh, they okay. know who we are and where we are and find it fascinating that there's this little uh, bit of Denmark that's uh, exists here in uh, California. Mm-hmm. That is fascinating. Uh, so it, uh, uh, folks in Denmark, uh, well, they, 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 they know what's going on in California, apparently. And uh, we see many visitors here at the museum that oh, come okay. from Denmark. Is yes, that right? oh, yes. Right. lots and lots okay. of Danes come through Solvang. Yeah, well, that's interesting. You know, we uh, speak of the Danes, it, it, would it be safe to say that they are synonymous to what we know were the Vikings? Um, I think that it is safe to say that. Okay. Uh, the Vikings and our guests here at the museum love to come in and see our little Viking display as well. Um, at one <laughs> yeah. time they were rulers in Europe, as we all know, and um, there's lots of stories about their plundering, but what lots of people don't know is um, that women had a very big role in their society. They mm-hmm. were merchants and traders, and really the Vikings were known for their long ships and their seafaring abilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, Ben, a little fun tidbit that okay. connects, that most of us have even in our phones that connects us to Vikings. Oh. Bluetooth. We use Bluetooth technology. Yes. That is a a term that was coined by uh, an Intel engineer when they were first starting in the 1990s uh, I'm working on technology to connect radio links mm-hmm. and he got the idea to term that Bluetooth because Bluetooth unified the Danes into one kingdom. Bluetooth oh. was Harold the Bluetooth. And Bluetooth technology unites a wide range of devices, you know, everything from our speakers to our uh, phone, our headsets, printers, all of that. And that name stuck. That little symbol that's kind of that odd symbol we see on our phone for uh, Bluetooth, that is actually a Viking rune, which is um, Viking runes are equivalent of the Viking alphabet. Oh, gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. the, 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 a little fun the, fact for today. Yeah, the, the, the origins of different things. That's that's amazing. I, I did not know that. I know um, Hollywood gets involved, you know, and they got the Danes or the Vikings with horns and all that. What what can you say about that? Well, that's Hollywood. In real uh, real time, the Vikings <laughs> did wear helmets, but there ah, were no horns involved. No horns. Yeah. 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 In, in fact, that would have been a nice grab hold as you were uh, fighting to... <laughs> And that I guess would it not would have be been practical. No, it would not. Would not be practical. Well, you, you know, 
you can see a replica of a, a Viking helmet that we have on display here too. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, that's just uh, you know some of the older older history of you yeah. know, Denmark a long, long ago. But here in Solvang, the story starts, you know, as I said, back in 1911 and the founding of the town. And I think one thing that a lot of people wonder is the look of our community. And maybe they don't wonder, maybe they just see this Danish town, but the culture in this community, especially in the early years, very Danish. Danish was spoken around town in the stores, but the look of town was completely different. What we see today was not the way it looked in the early years Although many of those early buildings remain, the town originally didn't share its um, culture through outward expression and the architecture. Mm -hmm. It was a very much of a working town. The stores were here to serve the growing community. Many of them were farmers, mm -hmm. dairy farmers. That's a long tradition in Denmark. Um, and in fact, ag is still big in our area, a little bit different, no dairy farms. Mm -hmm. But the downtown grew, served the community. And after World War II, a couple of things happened, cut perfect timing to evolve into what we know as solving today. Mm -hmm. The, mm -hmm. the uh, business, well, excuse me, the the young men and women who'd served in the military were returning home after years of being away, many with families and looking for a way of making a living. In January of 1947, the Saturday Evening Post magazine, and at that time it was the number one magazine in the U.S., did a big feature article with lovely pictures of Solvang taken at Danish Days the preceding fall. And that brought the community into pretty much every home in the United States. Hmm. People started coming to Solvang to experience that Danish culture that they'd seen. The costumed dancers, the Ebelskiver, that's a wonderful kind of pancake-like, mm -hmm. um, like a round pancake ball that's a very tasty dessert. Those were cooked on the streets at Danish days. People came wanting that. And in response, the businessmen, at that time it was the Businessmen's Association, mm -hmm. kind of made a, a pact and agreed that they would start addressing that by converting the, the look of the downtown. And they kind of had almost a friendly competition over a period of years following that, where the almost Western style buildings, many with facades, started mm. transitioning their look to a Danish style with the, mm. the steep roof lines. Mm. Um, and the new construction in town was built in a Danish style, which included the building that kind of took its place in the community between the mission and the main little Copenhagen drive in town. Mm. And that's, you were speaking earlier about the mission. That's when the mission kind of receded into the background behind okay. this building with uh, its tall peaked roofs. Mm -hmm. So as we went over the decades, more and more people coming, the growth and change. And of course, as you visit Solvang today, it is that Danish architecture that draws your eye. Mm -hmm. And it is so different from what we see. 
the Danish culture is still very much a part of our town and intertwined with the experience here. So it's, you know, but you can see storks that nest on top of the steep rough lines. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And of yeah. course, here in Solvang, those are wooden storks, sure. uh, which is a symbol of good luck in Denmark to have mm. a stork nest on your roof, mm -hmm. uh, especially as they're now endangered species in Denmark. Mm. Um, there are windmills on several of the corners. And I think what's really enticing is we have six bakeries. So that tempting aroma of freshly baked Danish pastries kind of wafts on the breeze as you walk through mm -hmm. the community. And uh, oh, you've yes. got lots of beautiful treats to enjoy. Oh boy. Yeah, the aromas, uh, that's, that's a real uh, grabber. I'll tell you that for me it is anyway. My God. That it is. Um, so we've so, always, go ahead. Well, I was going to say many of these, uh, businesses, you know, there was originally a creamery, a bakery, uh -huh. uh, which still is here, a bank, a butcher shop, the tailor, those mm. buildings still exist, but they're redressed in Danish style now for our downtown area. Well, that's lovely. That's, um, uh, that really adds a uh, charm. I'm telling you that. And, uh, the uh, businessmen at that time really had some good insight and some for thought and what they were going to do and it's uh and i'm telling you like you say you even get uh even got the queen to come over so that's that's really great listening to your lot and parcel podcast please tell a friend and support the educational program by leaving us a rating or review we thank you in advance we're visiting with the executive director and curator of the elvaroy museum of history and arts in Solvang, california and she has convinced me that it is not necessary for me to travel all the way to Northern Europe to experience Danish culture because it is right here in my own backyard. And there's plenty to do in Solvang, California. And for you to learn more about that, you will find the link in the show notes. Here she is again, Esther Jacobson. I know that uh, I, I've been there. Um, Esther and I, I enjoyed myself and uh, and but those that have not uh, what can you tell us about your lovely community as far as the activities I know there's a Solvang Danish day or there days. is mm -hmm. that's a that's a fun time to visit that's when you get to taste a little, little bit of a lot of different elements especially of old world Danish culture and yes. of course, that is what we celebrate here in Solving is the old world Danish culture. Mm -hmm. Danish days started as the 25th anniversary celebration of the community back in 1936. It was a three-day celebration that was so popular and successful that they decided to have a celebration the next year. And again, the next year. Mm. And that has happened every year. And now it's held the third weekend in September each year. Third and uh, that'd be uh, what's the 16th. It's on a Friday, three days. Isn't it, it is. Okay. It's coming right up September 16th, 17th and 18th. Wow. Uh, we have three parades, 
There's a torchlight parade on Friday night. There is what well, I think it's actually candlelight now. It used uh-huh. to be torchlight, but that's not so good anymore in our drought prone area here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big parade on Saturday, Sunday. There's a children's parade. There's apple skiver, those lovely pancake kind of balls that I told you about being mm-hmm. cooked in special pans in the street. Mm-hmm. And you can get that on a breakfast on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Here at the museum, okay. we have our living history day where we have uh, lots of volunteers demonstrating everything from bobbin lace making <laughs> to Danish um, paper crafts and even skiver making that you can try your hand at. So it's mm. just a, a fun weekend to come and yeah. visit. I understand you even have folk uh, dancing and playing. Absolutely. Music, music yeah. dancing, oh, gosh, yeah. um, lots of music, lots of dancing. Boy, I think it'd be a um, trip. Yeah. It is. And if you don't make it for Danish days, then plan on coming during the holiday season. It's Yule Fest from Thanksgiving weekend through the end of the year. And Solving is beautiful that time of year. Mm. Little white lights adorn the trees throughout town, the buildings. It's absolutely beautiful. And in fact, Solving has won many awards in national magazines and competitions for being one of the most Christmassy towns in the United States. So come here and as the the day uh, light fades away and all the beautiful little lights come on it's just kind of a little bit like a wonderland to Mm -hmm. uh, walk through and during that time there's special activities with music and um, parade and other things that happen during the the uh, course of the yule fest celebration Mm -hmm. well that's uh, sounds like a lot of fun especially this coming uh, 16th of september um the philosophy of the Danish is really interesting. Can you speak to that as far as as far as their disposition, you know, and how they carry their lives? Well, I have a feeling that you're talking about Huga. Yeah. And uh, that is that kind of warm, <laughs> cozy feeling and uh, atmosphere that the Danes create for themselves and with mm-hmm. their friends. Uh, and, you know, they've been named the happiest people on earth or Mm -hmm. maybe it's the second or third place but they've won been at the top or near the top in that ranking for many years and it's a very interesting thing because they um they have a very warm and environment of not physical warmth necessarily i'm talking about a warm welcoming way of Mm -hmm. being and uh, a goal of working for the common good is very much part of that. Mm. Um, so it's a little bit different philosophy. And mm. there's also things that are not related to Hugo, but pretty wonderful in their green lifestyle. Yeah. And in fact, mm. that's something that here at Elverhoy we have really found as a wonderful model. Um, we have just just in the process of completing our major renovation of our exterior uh, areas of the museum, creating new gathering spaces, but it includes a beautiful um, pergola that's topped with a bifacial solar array. So we're now solar powered. Mm-hmm. There are also quite a few other green features that we've incorporated in and just received um, green business status and are working to achieve even higher levels here. Mm-hmm. 
to to follow that lifestyle and um, that kind of community responsibility and yeah. be a model for that. Exactly, because I have read about that philosophy and it's uh, what it made me to think of is a few months ago, I did an episode, um, the Amish folks, uh, it was an Amish fellow. Uh, so it was uh, uh, from the inside. He spoke of what goes on in their homes and uh, and, and it did remind me of this philosophy of the Danish about family being, uh, you know, close knit and coming together and, and having dinner together without uh, picking up any devices and such, you know, and just communicating. Uh, it's a lovely thing. And I think that needs to be promulgated a little more in today's world, Esther. So that's a, it's a good deal. It's a very simple philosophy mm -hmm. and very lovely. And yeah. I, I, hope that some of our visitors here to the museum mm. feel that when they come. I think one of the most wonderful things is the unexpected sense of connection that often takes place here in our museum environment. Yeah. It's the stories and the people from such different walks of life come together. And often that takes place in our museum gallery where our our art exhibitions change out every few months. So there's always something different in there. Oh, okay. And they often start a dialogue. Right now we have something that's a little bit different. We're focused on Greenland, which for those of you who didn't know is part of the kingdom of Denmark, mm. but we're focused on that in the form of Greenland's importance in the world for, um, and how what's happening in Greenland is so influential to all of us as the climate is changing mm -hmm. so it's it's been a wonderful lesson and you know we had one woman who walked out in tears telling us about how she hadn't been able to go back home as she called it to greenland for more than 10 years she lives mm -hmm. down in the la area and had just felt such a sense of belonging being in the space and she was sharing that with the others in the room. And some of them were very first time visitors to a museum. It was a wonderful family that we're in and they were all interacting. And it's just a wonderful thing to see. It is. So yeah. that small town warmth yeah. and that education component, because I think one of the things that I didn't mention that people probably don't know so much is one of the basis for Solvang's founding was this education, as I spoke very briefly about, with the Danish folk school tradition. That was where young adults were educated in the core subjects, but also touched on their cultural traditions with things like folk dancing. Mm -hmm. Gymnastics was very popular as the philosophy included a healthy mind and healthy body. Mm -hmm. So education has really been at the core of Solvang's founding and we try to carry that forward here in fun ways at the museum. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great because I know uh, we as human creatures, we aren't gregarious, you know, and like to belong to something, a community or um, a family where there's there's love and communication and, and, and so forth, you know, so I think we need more of that. And of course, you have some uh, some replicas um, in connection to Denmark, such as the Round Tower. He spoke of the windmills. Can you speak about the Round Tower and also the uh, the Little Mermaid? 
Yes, wow. happily. So the round tower is a replica of Denmark's round tower. It's a scale model that sits behind one of our windmills here in Solvang. Mm -hmm. That round tower was an observatory in, may not have this century right, but I believe it was the 1300s. And that's mm -hmm. where Tycho Brahe um, did his observations of the uh, stars and the universe. Mm -hmm. The Little Mermaid, I think most of us know about the Little Mermaid. It's, mm -hmm. a, of course, a statue that sits on the edge of the harbor, as well as a Disney movie that that inspired. And uh, there's a half-scale replica that sits in Solvang as well. Here, it's not at the edge of the harbor, but in a fountain, because there is no harbor. Mm -hmm. We have a fun building for you, you know, visitors to spot on your walk around Solvang. It is a... Um, a patterned after the historic Copenhagen Stock Exchange building. And it is four dragons that have their kind of serpents that have their tails intertwined that create the spire on the tower. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of little embellishments around town, um, mm -hmm. little niches with special carvings and such that are really uh, patterned after a lot of those Danish designs as well. That's interesting. Of course, you have museums. Uh, I think one is what uh, his name is uh, Hans Christian Andersen, uh, who authored The Little Mermaid, I believe. Am I correct on that? That's right. And okay. probably the best known uh, Dane on earth. Very, very popular with the mm -hmm. hundreds of fairy tales that he wrote. We have the little Hans Christian Andersen Museum. It's upstairs in our beautiful local bookstore. There's the Wildly Museum of Art and Nature. The mm -hmm. Mission has its own uh, Mission Sanchez Museum and tour. You can even visit a motorcycle museum here. And we have our latest is a small little downtown spot that celebrates Vikings and amber, which mm -hmm. is that that fossilized resin that we often see in jewelry and that's found a lot along the shores of the Baltic Sea in Denmark. Oh, wow. Very, very Danish. So yeah, I, I, I would say so. Uh, yeah. Esther. And um, I'm just looking at my notes of what uh, I don't want to miss here because I think it's a fascinating uh, visit that one would have. Uh, of course, you also have um, uh, wine tasting excursions there in Solvang, right? We do. You know, as I mentioned, agriculture has really been the base of our community since its founding. Mm -hmm. And through the decades, the crops have varied and it's still a beautiful rural area. There's, you know, typically there's also a lot of cattle in our grazing our hills. Mm -hmm. But the crop that is the most prevalent now is the wine grape. So mm -hmm. we've got absolutely wonderful wineries in the hills and areas surrounding Solvang, tasting rooms in town. There are also lavender farms, olive oil, small roadside stands with everything from beautiful organic produce to strawberries, apples. So it's we sit mm. in a beautiful area here nestled between the mountain ranges and just over the hill is the ocean which creates a uh, a cooling influence that makes it a beautiful place to grow and live and visit. Absolutely, and I tell you, it's uh, it's no wonder uh, yeah, when we speak of uh, this ranch called um, 
Rancho del Cielo. Can you tell us what that oh, ranch is all about? Well, that resident of the area is pretty well known. He's our former president, Ronald Reagan. Mm -hmm. He had what was called the Western White House that sits at the top of the mountain between Solvang and the ocean. And it's a beautiful location. Yes. And we saw many uh, uh, visits from President Reagan while he was in office and mm. his entourage. Oh, yes. So, interesting to see the trappings of the presidency so close up here. <laughs> I think so. I know he'd come into Solving there to uh, cast his vote uh, when he needed to. So, uh, no, it's, that's interesting. In fact, I'll tell you what, uh, I think I'll be doing an episode on, on his ranch here in a few weeks. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Well, and, and, you know, it's interesting when you talk to them about that, you'll find that it was it's a very simple place, yes, as yes. are many of the homes here of some very well-known people who live in our area. Mm. We're, we're, as I say, a tank full of gas away from literally um, tens of millions of people, and and we are yet such an entirely different world here. It is. It is. And it's a lovely world. Let me ask you this last question, or maybe one of the last two questions here, and that is, what, what are your thoughts, Esther, of the importance of preserving the history of Danish culture for future generations? What, what would you say to that? I think, I feel it's very important to hold on to that rich history of our community. There is a real roots in the culture here in Solving. It isn't just a mm -hmm. town that was created so that tourists would come here. And in fact, as I mentioned, it was created because tourists were coming here, mm -hmm. that you see the town as it looks today. But it has very deep and vibrant roots. That cultural diplomacy between Solvang and Denmark remain vibrant. Um, we don't have the influx of Danes at the level that there used to be mm -hmm. because of that happiest people on earth uh, of living that they have. Mm -hmm. But I think that one thing you can take away from your visit and be Danish for a day, but seeing the pride in the rich cultural heritage here that was created by these Danish pioneers and the, yes. the hard work and vision that has created the lifestyle and the secure, wonderful community that we all enjoy today. Yes, that's, that's, uh, that's wonderful. And uh, it's, uh, I know it is, it is a place that you will enjoy. If my, any of my audience takes the time to visit, they, they will not regret it. And uh, Little Denmark. And in fact, uh, the way things are economically today, you know, there's no need to go to North, Northern Europe. I mean, it's right here in your backyard in California, Santa Barbara County. And before I let you go, how can my audience contact you and, and uh, to support your efforts there in Solvang? Well, of course, we'd love to see them here at the museum, Elverhoy Museum of History and Art, or on the web. Mm -hmm. And you can also pick up a copy of our book, produced over a period of 12 years of research, which tells the details of the spirit of Solvang. And we call this or the media net dub solving the Danish capital of America. You can find out more about the real roots of our community. There you go. Very good. I thank you. You're very gracious, Esther. I want you to know, and I want to thank you for visiting with us on your lot and parcel show. And I wish you the very best, Esther. 
Thank you, Ben. Thank you for listening. The theme music has been provided by Echo Foxtone. All the opinions expressed in the podcast are opinions only and should not be relied on. We hope you will join us in supporting home and family through your monetary funding. For more information, please visit yourlotandparcel.org.